That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, we're going to talk to Buzz here in just a second. But did you know that the average American has 97 points they can add to their credit score and have no blessed idea how to get them? ScoreMaster is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. Forget raising your credit score a few points. That's weak. The average ScoreMaster user raises their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less. 61 points, that is unheard of. Say your credit score was in the high 500s to mid 600s when you bought that new car. If you'd gone to ScoreMaster first and raised your credit score just the average 61 points our listeners get, you could have saved nine grand on your car loan. And if you'd gone to ScoreMaster before applying for a home loan and raised your score just the average 61 points our listeners get, you could have saved almost 100 grand over the life of your loan. ScoreMaster puts you in control of your finances, not the banks. Enroll in minutes and see how many plus points ScoreMaster can add to your credit score. Visit scoremaster.com slash offer. Scoremaster.com slash offer. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Sorry, but I think we all needed a break. Isn't that satisfying? <sighs> Just not to hear his voice for a single goddamn second. <laughs> Let's wallow in it. Let's bask in the Trumplessness. <laughs> now, Chris, could I speak directly to the American people? Is it gonna be weird? Totally. <laughs> totally weird. America, look at me. Look directly into my eyeballs. <laughs> you can trust me because I believe in science and karma. Now just imagine if science and karma could somehow team up <laughs> to send us all a message about how dangerous this virus can be. I'm not saying I want it to happen. Just imagine if it did. So this November, please get on the Biden train, which is literally a commuter train to Delaware. <laughs> and we can all make America not actively on fire again. <laughs> okay. Now I'll unpause him. Antifa! Nope, can't do it. Bob Seska! We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> that right there is what Saturday Night Live was meant for. Subversive political humor. I love it so much. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, Rocktober 6, 2020. And this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,356 of the Trump crisis. Uh, oh, God. 28 days into the 2020 presidential election. Four weeks from right now. Holy shit. Well, let's bring him in. It's my good friend Buzz Burbank sitting right over wait, there. Hi, Buzz. Wait. Hi. Hi. Hang on just a second. I have okay. to finish signing these blank papers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
What a bunch of propaganda. Oh, my God. It was Kim Jong-un-ish. Oh, man. It's great to be here. Uh, hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Hello. Uh, as you know, uh, he's Bob. Uh, I'm Buzz. And we're both hopped up on steroids. <laughs> Better watch out, oh, Mean man. Gene. It's only Tuesday already. What a week it's been, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Trump got the Rona. Uh-huh. And, and, and when Trump heard his doctors say he's not out of the woods... He he told him to start raking the forest. God, I hate that. Yeah, a lot goes. So much going on. Uh, Kamala Harris uh, debates uh, Mike Pence tomorrow night, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, uh, doctors will be standing by uh, to reattach Pence's private parts. Wait, he has private parts? I didn't know that. We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> Uh, hey, listen, I, I, I love this. I love the way gay men took over the name Proud Boys over the weekend. Yeah. Wasn't that great? Yeah. I, I give it up for the Proud Boys. Oh, yeah. Or, or the new ones, anyway. Uh, now, you, you'd, you'd, think, you'd think that the original group would be upset about this co-opting, but it, they say they're actually okay with that since uh, Proud Boys was really their second choice right after Men with Small Penises. <laughs> So many options. <laughs> Go back to that. Now. I know. Uh, gay, gay men now uh, will also, of course, take over the marketing of the, the Proud Boys merchandise. Mm-hmm. So they can uh, turn all those caps and T-shirts into Pride Parade jockstraps. <laughs> Look forward to seeing that. Me too. Uh, people... <laughs> Uh, people are already uh, thinking about the holidays. If you, I, you're starting to see ads crop up and it's just mm-hmm. little indications of the catalogs are starting to arrive in the mail. Yeah. Uh, so Christmas is starting to creep into this mess that we're living in. <laughs> Jesus. And as you know, as a lot of people know, for years now, I have been re-releasing my reading of the classic story, The Night Before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Going to go a slightly different direction this year. Uh, this year, I'll be reading Christmas quotes from Melania. The Bob Seska Show. It's Rocky Mountain Mike. I've just seen his face unmasked. Don't know the time or place he got COVID. He's just horrible. See, and he don't care if people that he's met die, 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 die. Only there for days and in a hopped up steroid haze He took that hop around the block And I'm sure shocked that he might make them all Die, 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 die Appalling, it's sure appalling Make him go crawling back home again Great <laughs> rock about Mike Holy shit, yep Classic, yeah. Link in the description, by the way, to follow Rocky Mountain Mike on YouTube because he's got music videos, too, and you have to see those. They're so great. Uh, Okay, where the hell do we start? Well, you know what? Here's where we're going to start, Buzz. Tomorrow is a significant day. Not only do we have the vice presidential debate between Kamala Harris and and Mike Pence, which there are all kinds of things to discuss about that in terms of uh, Mm -hmm. social distancing and all the rest of trying to keep (laughs) Kamala Harris and Joe Biden as far away from these vectors as is humanly possible. With sneeze guards. Exactly. But the other thing that's pretty significant about tomorrow is tomorrow's your birthday. Hey. What? What? Yeah. I. You know, Bob, I've been so busy. <laughs> I barely... You know, here's how sad it is, and here's how dedicated I want you people to know that I am. Yeah. Uh, I, I am foregoing... Uh, I, I had a little celebration with my Corona Bubble friends uh, on Sunday, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, I, it, there'll be, like, a quick dinner and then back to work mm-hmm. Tuesday night, because uh, this is an overwhelming news week, and... Right now, honestly, this is far more on my mind than than having a having a birthday celebration. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. That'll have to come in, a, perhaps another administration. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember back in July when my birthday was. People come in, yes. oh, hey, happy birthday! I said, shut up! Something going on? Fire hose! Fire hose! I'm busy. I'm busy. Leave me alone. Go away with your cake and your presents. Humbug on your happy birthday. Yes, I've got outrage to express on Twitter. Get away from me with your frivolity and fun. A birthday oh, candle shit. through the heart. Yeah, so happy birthday, a day thank in advance you. to you, thank my you. friend. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. You are officially 42. Is that now? 42? <laughs> that's, that's 
142. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. You're now old enough to drink a beer. Congratulations. Hey, that's so great. Well, here's the uh, here's the biggest news that we've been talking about uh, for the last few days now, and that is that Donald Trump has COVID, and I feel a lot better about it today than I did yesterday. And really? I'll t- How's that? Because I was so concerned over the past four or five days that there was going to be a sympathy vote based on oh. history, based on precedent. When there's sure. a, you know, there's a health problem with the president. Precedent. You, <laughs> I know, stupid, stupid you, me. You naive child. But I mean, you know, like for example, when I heard Rachel Maddow, I guess it was uh, what, Thursday night, Friday night, whenever the hell it was. All the days have right. bled together for me. I know. Uh, talking about how we should treat Donald Trump like an uncle with lung cancer. I'm going. Oh my. I love Rachel Maddow. Don't get me wrong. Rachel Maddow has been a hero in the last four years, especially if not from the time she first cracked the mic on MSNBC. But that was just one of those things where I was going, we're talking about Donald Trump here. It's yeah, it's as if your uncle got lung cancer, but then gave everyone around him lung cancer, too. That's the difference between your uncle with lung cancer and Donald Trump with COVID. He has been acting irresponsibly, not just with himself in the metaphor with the uncle smoking cigarettes donald trump has been irresponsible with the entire country certainly with all the people around him at the white house not only his west wing staff not only the military personnel around him who work in the west wing Uh but also the white house residence staff as well interesting you should mention the military personnel breaking news right now as we record yeah the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff and several top pentagon leaders are quarantining after being exposed to the virus. Oh my God! See, yeah, uh, this is a this is a terrifying uh, message to the rest of the world. Look, yeah. I, I used to I used to do everything I could to stay out of the screaming lunatic club. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> welcome, that, that, welcome that ship. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's good to be among friends. And, uh, uh, th- that ship has indeed, uh, sailed. Yeah. I, uh, this is a national security crisis. Mm. Do not think for one second that Russia and China are not all over this in some form or fashion. We have a president who has made no arrangements. I mean, and and don't give me that stuff about the, the, oh, there are mechanisms in place yeah. uh, to you know for succession of power. <laughs> it, 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 there were mechanisms in place for a lot of things Trump did, but he did them anyway. Yeah, uh, including the coronavirus plan, the plan for a pandemic left mm-hmm. by the Obama administration. So uh, having those norms and having 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 those mechanisms in place uh, may or may not mean anything. And now you've got the commander in chief and top uh, is is ill and uh, the, the top military commanders are in quarantine. Yeah. If this is not an opportunity for a hostile state, I don't know what is. And as I said, there's no plan in place for handing over power. And you know what? That's a great fucking point about the national security crisis this is too because quite honestly for me it didn't begin when donald trump tested positive for covid it began the moment donald trump was inaugurated i thought for sure at some point (laughs) our enemies were going to test us and certainly russia's been doing that and now several others have joined in in terms of uh, attacking our election infrastructure but in terms of actually taking advantage of the United States as a whole when it comes to either some sort of military aggression, terrorist attacks, or what have you, I thought that was going to be a possibility from the very beginning. But certainly now, because who the fuck is running the ship at this point? I mean, and how are they doing it? We don't know. And I think part of the problem, part of the thing that's most unsettling about this is that we have no idea what's happening behind the scenes. I mean, we have no sense. Certainly the White House press corps is doing what they can, but there's only so much uh, legwork they can actually do to get the truth out of these people. You know, they can't see the readings that the doctor won't show that the American people have the right to see. Uh, This business about patient privacy, uh, you'll notice, is uh, selective. Uh, They'll include uh, blood pressure and heart rate and temperature, but they won't tell you anything about his lung scans, Mm -hmm. which would tell us whether he has pneumonia, which his treatment indicates he probably does. Uh, And based on his history with oxygen over the last several days, uh, the president is very physically ill. And now under the influence of the steroid, uh, he's 
more mentally unusual than usual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know what is Trump's normal level of mania versus Donald Trump's dexamethasone level of mania at this right. point. Because, because first of all, we don't know who's tweeting for him. We don't even know if he himself is doing all of this tweeting because the people around him have become pretty good at uh, duplicating, whether it's Dan Scavino or Don Jr. I mean, these are all people we've heard about in the past who have been kind of ghost tweeting for Donald Trump. So we don't know if it's actually him uh, for that matter, but we do know that based on his overall behavior, certainly this steroid is a major, major factor in numerous ways. I think it was the steroid that uh, drove him to leave the hospital prematurely to to order that suck-up doctor of his, uh, Dr. Conley, to allow that to happen. And then, you know, he was talking about how he feels like he was uh, 20 years younger, and that's an obvious (laughs) consequence of that steroid, which I believe at this point he is going to start using that steroid like it's his new Adderall. Like, I, I bet, you know, he's already pledged today. And I'm getting way... There's, there's so many things we're going to be all over the place. I know. Where do you start? Work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's He said today that he's going to participate in the debate next week, for God's sake. Yeah, don't listen to that. And if he does, it'll be all hepped up on he, dexamethasone. That's for sure. He he says that because he's hepped up on, on dexamethasone. <laughs> he, he, he has no idea. Doctors predict that... Uh, doctors will predict that uh, he will crash from the coronavirus around Thursday of this uh-huh. week, around Thursday. Friday, I mean, give or take a, a couple of days, yeah. but uh, he's due for a crash yeah. uh, if he follows the pattern we've seen in other coronavirus patients. Uh, so this is not over yet, and he is currently more diluted than usual because of that steroid and and that's why he's making all these crazy claims. Yeah, and, and you know what? We still don't know for sure when the hell it was that he was first diagnosed. We don't have a clear sense when his last negative test was. Again, because those doctors, and once again, we're in a place now where we have to guess at the President of the United States and his health because his doctors are clearly joining in Donald Trump's deception about his health, where that much was obvious. And again, it's not just the lying. It's the obviousness of the lying that is so goddamn annoying every time it happens. It's the I just want to interject. It's the dangerousness of those lies. Mm -hmm. That's the top story. It's hard to tell what's real and what's not, but we know when we hear it. We know when uh, when Dr. Conley was lying, and it was so obvious throughout all of the press con. I think there were three different uh, press availabilities with the doctors. By the way, watching Dr. Conley get snarky with the press during a time right. like this, not helpful. The other thing that wasn't helpful was after the final press conference at Walter Reed, I think it was yesterday, Dr. Conley had his mask off. They all took their masks off before they spoke, by the way. Dr. After- Dr. Conman knows that he was hired uh, <laughs> to, Joe, to, to, to be subservient to, to Donald Trump. Yeah. And he, he is, in fact, because he is a military officer and because Trump is commander-in-chief, mm-hmm. uh, doctor's orders in this instance means what the president has ordered the doctor to say and do. Yeah. And that's and that's what we're seeing. So it's it's interesting that because the White House knew it had no more credibility with the public about COVID-19, it pushed this guy out there to fix that. And now his credibility is destroyed by misleading the press, by uh, refusing to share information about the lung scans that would tell the American people whether or not their president has pneumonia. And by the way, on that subject, I've had pneumonia. Mm. I've I was in a coma for eleven days with pneumonia. Jesus, I I was intubated. Mm. I nearly died. Uh, pneumonia is a serious serious thing, mm-hmm. uh, and and in a COVID patient, it can be fatal. Yeah, uh, the American people have a right to know this information, and we need to know that, especially with this latest bulletin about uh, the Pentagon. We need to know uh, if anybody's in charge, and if so, who? And we also need to know if the president deliberately endangered the lives of the people around him, not just the Secret Service agents who are kind of put there in order to have their lives endangered to a certain extent. But that certainly doesn't forgive that ridiculous drive-by the other day. But the point is is that without knowing when the last negative test was, right? and what's clear is there is a cover-up going on with regard yeah. to that. What, sure. what has been the commonality between between 
every single time Donald Trump has refused to show us something, whether it's his health records or his tax returns, there's something right. that he's trying to hide and he's being so goddamn obvious about it. And that was certainly the case with the last negative test. I mean, who knows? Maybe the last negative test was the was the day of the debate or maybe the day right. before the debate because that super spreader event at the Rose Garden, or what I've been calling the former Rose Garden, the Melania right. Trump Industrial Foliage Cemetery, or whatever the hell it's called, we can call it at I this point, that. which is no longer, yeah, it's just a cement bunker now, what used to be the uh, the Rose Garden. But well, it reminds her of home. I am utterly fascinated by the video of that event, especially after the uh, ceremony ended, and you see all that B-roll of all of these uh, Trump inner circle hoity-toities just like close talking Hugging. and backslapping. Hugging, and, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. In, a, yeah. in a giant the rest of haze us, of coronavirus. I can't go home uh, to see my 94-year-old father or however old he's now. He's in yeah. his early 90s at this point. Mm -hmm. I can't go home to see him uh, or or hug him, but these folks are, are hugging each other, and yeah. and I speak for millions of Americans who share that same frustration. Mm -hmm. uh, and but uh, the, by the way, they think the real super spreader event were the indoor receptions that followed, <laughs> the maskless indoor receptions wow. that followed, uh, partly because they were indoors and because there was more hugging and and uh, close talking there yeah. uh, than even you saw on that former Rose Garden video. Yeah, and talk about disclosure problems. It turns out that Amy Coney Barrett had COVID mm -hmm. over the summer. Doubtful she's still infectious. I, I don't think she's okay. been infectious since her illness. Uh, but, but uh, you know, it, it was that event, uh, mm -hmm. certainly, yeah. uh, that, that, that caused it. And now they think even more so the indoor receptions that followed that event. Has she been quarantined at all? I know there was one mm -hmm. negative test since Donald Trump was first diagnosed. But I don't know. See, we're hearing less now we're hearing yeah. we're not hearing about the others who are testing positive especially those who are lesser known yeah uh, i'm hearing rumblings about stephen miller but i don't know if that's wishful thinking or if it's actually uh, a fact well another person in the white house who's already had it Stephen Miller has had it once before. He got oh, it. He got it from his wife, who is Mike Pence's oh, that's right. press secretary. I think that's right. That's right. That's right. Yes, <laughs> so yeah, you. yeah. It's, and Ronna McDaniel has it again. She's had it before. So much for that uh, herd immunity. Everyone's been talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, once you get it, yes, you can get it again. Ronna McDaniel yes. has it again. These people. The problem here is the hubris. I mean, one of many problems, I should say. It's the hubristic behavior, the feeling as if, well, if I'm defiant enough, then I just won't get it. I'll intimidate this virus like we intimidated Al-Qaeda after 9-11. Er, we're Un coming to get you. Unless the, unless the axiom is wrong, the bigger they come, the harder they fall. <laughs> That's it, it, true. It, it, and we are seeing, you're right, we're seeing yeah. incredible hubris now. And uh, that is risky in its own way in that uh, in a matter of days, mm -hmm. he could be back in a hospital bed and very, very ill. Uh, apparently, there are now more recorded cases of COVID-19 in the White House than uh -huh. in New Zealand, Taiwan, Vietnam combined. And they have 124 million people uh, wow. between all those uh, countries. Let that sink in. For a second, absorb that into your skull. The fact that the White House, the people who are supposed to be protecting us from this virus, protecting us from all kinds of threats, can't even protect themselves. In no. fact, they're horrible at protecting themselves. The whole place is a goddamn vector, and it's not the first time. I mean, since this began, we have been reading stories over and over again about people inside the White House. In, in fact, not just one or two, but numerous people dozens of people inside the White House over this six or seven month span of time testing positive and a lot of Secret Service agents and that is about to get a lot worse too yeah uh, and yeah. again uh, my top concern here is national security as mm -hmm. I tweeted earlier today and it's actually a paragraph from my uh, my script for this this week's newscast yes uh, the man who can plunge this nation and the world into nuclear war <laughs> is under the influence of a drug that causes mood swings, irritability, depression, delirium, mania, feelings of grandiosity, and psychosis. <laughs> so basically, the steroid makes people feel like Donald Trump normally feels. And, and now the guys at the Pentagon are in quarantine. <laughs> 
So what Donald Trump is basically doing is he's magnifying everything that's horrible about himself while on dexamethasone. And if you're Putin, what are you thinking? If you're <laughs> Xi Jinping, what are you thinking? God. I this would, is an opportunity. Yeah, I would say there's no one at home. There's no one at home. Let's walk right. right in. God damn. It's kind of a miracle that nothing has happened so far. You, you look yeah. out your door, you hear the crickets chirping and the breeze blowing, and it doesn't feel like we're in that much danger. It feels like it normally this, does, but we are an immense amount of danger. Yes, we things are looking we, better in terms of the election, and I'm so relieved about that, but things yes. are not looking better for national security. I'm so glad you brought this up. Well, it's like I said, it's the number one thing on my mind at this point. We, we're at a, a we're in a, this is where I joined the raving lunatic club. This is where this was the thing that pushed me over the edge and, yeah. and, and said, you know, pull all the fire alarms mm-hmm. because this is, you remember how we talked so much about how things could get worse? Yeah. Well, here we are. Yeah. Uh, it, I, you know, we are in a situation where things are worse and can get even more so. Yeah. Uh, this is a frightening moment and i hope somebody's taking steps somebody responsible somebody who loves this country yeah. is taking steps to uh, keep us stable at this very vulnerable time what did you make of that scene last night i am still confounded oh. by the oh. return trip the journey from walter <laughs> reed back to the white house it was Every, a show it was it was a hell of a show and it was a hell of a show about what not to do if you are an active covid patient i mean yeah. even just out the door and he made sure to come out the big golden doors because he's uh-huh. a goddamn uh-huh. brittle little tiny man who needs all those accoutrements to make himself look more important but the fact of the matter is he exited the Walter Reed Medical Center, and the first thing he did was touch the goddamn stair railing the whole railing. way down with his COVID-infected he, hands. He caught himself. It's fun to watch because he. what happens is he touches the rail, and then he catches himself because he doesn't <laughs> want to appear weak. Yeah. So he turns it into a tap like he's tapping out a beat. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so and you'll see, and watch him, and then he'll get like between two railings and sort of, I think he taps himself and taps in midair mm-hmm. and then goes back to tapping the railing on his way down. It was a way of using the railing without looking like or trying yeah. not to look like he was using the railing. Yeah. And and by the way, about uh, dexamethasone, uh, I I've I, I sum it up this way, based on what I what I know, what I've read, what I've learned from doctors is that it was the dexamethasone that allowed Trump to run up the steps or climb the steps at the mm-hmm. White House. It was the COVID-19 that left him panting at the top. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can imagine having uh, COVID pneumonia, climbing those stairs with a mask on, Mm-hmm. And then getting, and he was wearing an N95 mask that time. He wasn't wearing his right. black fabric right. mask. He was wearing the right. N95. And he made it to the top of the steps. And, and as soon as he got into place, that mask came right off. Boom. Right. And he's panting. He's struggling for breath. And mm-hmm. what I noticed about that specifically is that he was gasping for breath like a guy who was trying to hide the fact exactly. that he was gasping for breath. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> That's it exactly. But we skipped over the whole show. Yeah. Uh, this was, a, I'm. Uh, here's another line I've crossed today. Mm-hmm. I really am upset with the news media, and I'm talking specifically about television news, specifically even more so about the three major networks. All three networks turned over their broadcast last night for Trump's show that was carefully scheduled for that time. And there was no news last night except the Trump show uh, from 6.30 to 7 East Coast time, uh, and, and... this was the president. Uh, this was the video of, of the president. We waited. You know, he came out. Uh, they, they took him in the black cars over. And we waited, and then he got in the helicopter. We waited some more. And then we, we had these uh, Hollywood uh, overhead shots of the, the helicopter making its way back to the White House. Mm-hmm. And then we watch it slowly and carefully land. And then we wait some more. And, then it, and this is all news time. This is the <laughs> evening news. This is where you become informed about what's going on in the world. And, and so we wait some more. And then he comes out of the helicopter, and he goes up the stairs. There was a door right there on ground floor he could have walked into. Yeah. But no, he needed a show. This was a show that he was putting on that he'd produced. And so it was going up the two flights of stairs into the 
second floor of the White House, uh, and and before turning around and doing a scene from Evita, uh, and then and then going in and infecting everybody. That's what happened. Yeah. That was the show last night. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't believe I'm watching an active COVID patient, Donald Trump, who is just exuding coronavirus just out of every orifice, and he takes that mask off, whips it off, touches it and wads it up with his grubby fingers, and then turns around and walks into that whatever it is the oval room that's on the the south end of the white house and there are all kinds of people in there presumably wearing masks but the last they they, and they are the last of the people still working in the white house yeah the west wing is described as a ghost town oh my god there's no nobody there yeah this is when you say there's nobody home literally there's nobody home and the few uh, staffers who were there to greet him whatever their number may have been were there terrified yeah and and here's they turn around and there's this maskless gasping man who has returned to further infect them <laughs> yeah uh, this is a this is a nightmare this is a horror movie yeah and remember you can still get it through your eyeballs i don't know if that's been debunked <laughs> yeah. yet i, I think no, that's it's pretty, true yeah I mean, so so despite wearing a mask, the photographers and media people working in the White House, I guess all from the communications bullpen were all down there so they could get the shot. Uh, They should immediately go into quarantine. I mean, everyone Donald Trump confronts, uh, whether uh, especially if they're not wearing a full PPE, they need to go into quarantine. This guy's an active COVID patient and he's got to run the country. The, The terrifying thing is, do you think that maybe no one's taking advantage of this because they're concerned? I'm talking about foreign hostile countries. Uh-huh. Do you think they're not taking advantage of this because they're unsure how Trump will react? Do you think maybe that's keeping them at bay? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know either. I, I, I think right now they're probably in the intelligence gathering phase, as we all are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where we, we and Russia and China are all trying to figure out what the hell's going on here. Yeah. Uh, and, and we really don't know. And uh, it, from all appearances, from the kind of uh, uh, everything but the kitchen sink uh, treatment that he got at Walter Reed and is still getting in the White House hospital. He's not back at work. He's in the White House hospital. He's been moved from one medical facility to another. Let's not kid ourselves. But this this kitchen sink approach of throwing all these different treatments that have never been tried together before. Yeah. So Lord knows how they interact or what that causes. So we, we just need information. And so, I guess, fortunately, uh, do Russia and China before I think they, they know what course of action to take. But this latest breaking news that came in at the top of your show about about uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and uh, other top Pentagon leaders going into quarantine. This doesn't help. No. This does not help. No, not at all. And and especially when you're talking about the Joint Chiefs, because at the right. very least, if Donald Trump is, or whoever the president might be, is somehow indisposed or incapacitated, it's at least comforting to know that there are the Joint Chiefs in the Situation Room who can make national security decisions. Well, I mean, they may not be the right us, ones, but they're at least let happening. Us, let us remove that comfort for you. <laughs> By the way, just a little uh, tag on the drug topic. You, you know we, where we can score some DEXA? <laughs> Please, bring it on. Okay. Uh, right. Regeneron, the company that developed the experimental antibody cocktail used to treat Trump, right. uses human embryonic stem cells in their oh, research. Yeah. Amy Coney yeah. Barrett thinks life begins at fertilization. His uh, Donald Trump's Supreme Court pick is at odds with the company providing his treatment. So once again... Right. Yeah. yeah, and you know, friends, friends, while you're out there tweeting or, or posting on Facebook, spread that far and wide because uh, the Trumpers need to know that uh, Trump's using dead babies to, to get well. Uh, wow. and that's what they, that's what they would say. You and I know that's. Oh, true. I know. Oh my yeah. God, yeah. Well, did you know that the average yes. American has 97 points they can add to their credit score and have no idea how to get them? ScoreMaster is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. Forget raising your credit score a few points. That's weak. The average ScoreMaster user raises their credit score 61 points in just 20 days or less. 61 points. That's amazing. Say your credit score was in the high 500s to mid 600s when you first bought that new car. If you'd gone to ScoreMaster first and raised your credit score just the average 61 points our listeners get, you could have saved nine grand on your car loan. And if you own a business, you know how essential great credit 
credit is. From getting a loan to funding projects to financing equipment, go to ScoreMaster first and see how super boosting your business credit score can save you a fortune. ScoreMaster puts you in control of your finances, not the banks. Enroll in minutes and see how many plus points ScoreMaster can add to your credit score. Visit scoremaster.com slash offer. Scoremaster.com slash offer. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Jaffe right here is a song called Dancing with Death. Yeah. Kind of appropriate. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this is from uh, The Spirit Catches You, uh, Matt Jaffe's latest album. Well, you didn't tell me there was going to be rock and roll. <laughs> Link in the description at bobseska.com to support Matt Jaffe. By the way, brand new Indie Music Countdown is out now. I recorded it, posted it on Sunday. Yeah. All the songs from September we played here on the show. Can uh, I tell you? Yeah. I, I listened as soon as the show came out. I, I laid down and listened to the entire thing. <laughs> Wonderful! It had and, like and, more you in it this time. Well, I noticed that, and I'm sorry, but uh, the, <laughs> what I observed is that despite that, the music was fantastic. I mean, what a great mix of songs this was! And I got to thinking, and I, I'll probably use this to promote your countdown in the future. Uh-huh. I may post it again. Uh, this is a great thing to listen to at work. Yeah. Uh, it, so, you know, whether you're working or playing, and you can, and you can listen to it. And uh, there's not a lot of talking. You know, I even, even I'm mostly quiet. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's mostly just great music, and I cannot recommend this show highly enough. I love the music. Yeah. And so what we're mm-hmm. doing is we're bringing you the music that you don't necessarily hear about on uh, something called... Uh, God, I almost forgot what it's called. Radio? Is that what they still do? They still call it radio? <laughs> Does that do they still make those? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, by the way, get that everywhere you get your podcast. It's under the Bob Seska Show feed. If you want to uh, subscribe to the Bob Seska Show on your favorite podcast platform, thank you for doing that. You're also going to get Please the uh, any music countdown. Everything that we have to offer here will be all contained in that feed. Uh, Okay, so let's see. Donald Trump, Melania Trump, Hope Hicks, Bill Stepien, Kaylee McEnany, Chris Christie, <laughs> Kellyanne Conway, Carolyn Levitt, Chad Gilmartin, Nick Luna, Ronna McDaniel, again, Senator Tom Tillis, Senator Mike Lee, Senator Ron Johnson from the uh, Ridgemont Stereo Store, uh, Notre Dame President John Jenkins, three White House journalists, Attorney General William Barr quarantining out of uh-huh. caution. I'm surprised now, Barr doesn't the, have it. I mean, And now the Joint Chiefs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you saw that, what they're calling the Rose Garden Massacre video, um, uh-huh. where uh, Kellyanne Conway is close talking with Bill yeah. Barr. Like, you wouldn't believe. I wouldn't be surprised if both Bill Barr and Rudy Giuliani both test positive in Rudy, the... Uh, I understand... Rudy, I understand, is not sounding too well. No, no. Watch that space. Well, the other thing that we heard about, I think it was uh, right around when we first heard the Trump diagnosis, Chris Christie was on one of the cable news networks, and he said that no one was wearing a mask during debate prep. Also, in other news... There was debate prep, apparently. Yeah. For- <laughs> oh, can I talk? Can I talk? There was, and can I talk about that? Yes. Uh, Christie had one piece of advice for Trump going into this debate. Uh-huh. Uh, pay close attention to this uh, to feel even less sympathy for yeah. Christie's illness. Chris Christie told Trump that the thing to do, the one thing he needed to do, was interrupt frequently because that would cause a former stutterer to have difficulties that would make him appear to be senile. Wow. This is the kind-hearted Chris Christie 
whose heart may be in danger from the coronavirus. In fact, you know, I forecasted that on Wednesday's show. I had Rude Pundit ah. on on Wednesday right after that Tuesday right. debate. My God, that was only a week ago. The <laughs> The first presidential <laughs> debate was only a week, less than a week ago by the time was we recorded this. Was there a weekend? I, I, I don't, don't remember. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't even, I'm not sure what day today is. Is it still October? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, on Wednesday's show, I said to Rude Pundit, you know, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if Donald Trump was deliberately trying to trigger a Joe Biden's disability, the, the stutter that he's uh, spent right. his life trying to overcome. He tried. I don't think he really succeeded, but the, he did so persistently and without relent yeah. uh, after getting that advice from Rudy, uh, from uh, from Chris Christie. Yeah, they're yeah. blending together now. So uh, let's see what else here. You know, again, I was really, really concerned about a sympathy vote coming out of this. I was mm-hmm, deeply mm-hmm. concerned that the American yeah. people would go, uh, yeah, our president is sick and we're going to give him a little bit of a boost. We're going to give him another 10 points on his approval rating. And then yeah. that's what's been keeping me on edge. That's what's been making me lose sleep, not the health of the president, which that's his problem. The, the fact of the matter is I was worried about where the polls were going to go because things were looking so good coming out of that debate. And so... Uh, uh, let, let's see here what we've got with regard to polling now that has dropped since the positive diagnosis. Mm-hmm. 57% of likely voters now say they support uh, Biden for president. 41 say they support Trump. This is the CNN poll. Poll was conducted entirely after the first debate and mostly after Trump's coronavirus infection was made oh, public. R- really? Okay. Yeah. 52% of Americans say they have a positive impression of Biden compared with 39% who have a positive view of Trump. I guess that's mm-hmm. the, uh, the approval number. Disturbingly, men still support Donald Trump, forty-nine to forty-seven. Although, uh, but look how look how close it is. Uh, men, a much bigger percentage for yeah. Trump in uh, twenty sixteen. That's still big problem with men. Get yeah. it together, men. Get your shit together, for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> among women, uh, Biden sixty-six, Trump thirty-two. Meanwhile, a Monmouth poll in Pennsylvania shows uh, Joe Biden leading Donald Trump there in Pennsylvania, fifty-four percent to forty-two. Percent. Mm-hmm. By the way, with regard to the uh, the swing states, Michigan, Biden 51, Trump 43, Wisconsin, Biden 51, Trump 44, Arizona, Biden 51, Trump 45, Florida, Biden 50, Trump 46, Pennsylvania, Biden 50, Trump 46, uh, North Carolina, Biden 49, Trump 47. That's a uh, change poll CNBC likely voter poll so that's uh that's and, where we are yeah and i've read analyses by uh pollsters who say that the uh, biden's margin is large enough now yeah that it cannot be overcome by polling errors wow so for those of you skeptical of the polls and i've heard from people saying yeah well hillary Clinton was 14 points ahead at this time in 2016 mm-hmm. this is such a different situation it really um, is it it really is and uh I, when uh, joe biden is elected and inaugurated there are so many hero groups. We're talking about uh, the weakness of men uh, there uh, as being so evenly divided, really, between Trump and not. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, there's so many heroes, women voters. I think the biggest heroes uh, will be uh, older voters mm-hmm. uh, because they have turned more than any other group uh, f- from Trump supporters to Trump uh, detractors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, they are they are to be commended for what they appear to be doing. But, it's, again, so are women, so are minorities, so are younger voters. Uh, and it's the, it's the margins in each of these demographics that I think can make us feel pretty secure in a Biden victory. Yeah, and it's a combination of both that disaster of a debate, and I'm speaking Mm -hmm. specifically for Donald Trump here. That was a a nightmare for Trump, and he doesn't know it. Because and by the way, he's going to repeat the same next week. Although it's going to be amplified by a thousand with the. We uh, don't even know if there's going to be a debate. Yeah, he's getting way ahead of the game, and and so are we if we play into that. That's right. But the fact is that that first debate negatively affected Trump. I mean, it really damaged Mm -hmm, him mm -hmm, big mm -hmm. time. Uh, And it would again. Yeah, that's your point. I think. Yeah. And then the incompetence of how he handled his own 
COVID diagnosis has negatively <laughs> yeah. affected him as well. So I think, generally speaking, what Jim Carrey said on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. That we just feel good about basking in the Trumplessness. Did I, you notice it? Did you notice it like Friday, sort of Friday into Saturday? There were there was at least 24 hours there, maybe longer, where it just seemed so peaceful. Yeah. It just seemed so quiet because yeah. there was no Trump and nobody was nobody at the White House was talking about Trump and everything else had come to a stop. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh my God, is this what it's going to be like? This is wonderful. Well, I, have you heard anything about the next debate? I mean, I know Kamala Harris and, uh, and Mike Pence will be squaring off in a debate tomorrow, but in terms of next week, I think it's next oh. Thursday when the yeah. next presidential debate is. Um, in fact, October 15th is the next debate. Have you heard anything about whether uh, they're going to call it off? I mean, already we heard from CNN, Tim Murtaugh at CNN said that uh, Trump is planning to participate in that debate Mm -hmm. scheduled for October 15th. But we don't know if the Commission on Debates is going to actually hold that debate. It seems that's like... That's entirely possible. There, That's one of two big things that could happen between now and then that would preclude the debate from even happening. Yeah. Uh, one is uh, wise decision-making on the part of the Presidential Commission on Debates, and in many ways, don't you think we've seen enough? Mm-hmm. And, and the other is Trump's own physical condition, which may very well not be up to it. No, no. I mean, we're talking about within two weeks, give or take a day, of his positive diagnosis. Uh, That's when that debate will land. So it seems absolutely ludicrous to stick the president in a room with someone who is uh, four years older than him and an entire crowd of voters asking them questions because it is a town hall-style debate. It'll be like we saw that, that last debate in 2016 with Donald Trump's stock Hillary Clinton wandering around behind her. I don't know if that's going to be the case this time, given the distancing that they'll probably impose, but we're still talking about an active COVID patient in a room with who knows how many other people, not even including the moderator. So just what a what a disaster the, in the, the waiting. The, the, the answer to this is so simple, especially yeah. with the technology we have right now. But 60 years ago, when, when Kennedy and Nixon debated... Uh, I'm sorry, Nixon was in Los Angeles and Kennedy was in New York. Yeah. Uh, they debated that way. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for them to be in the same place. There's, and now with modern technology, there's no reason for the moderator to be there either. Uh, there's, there's a way to do this that would be safe. Again, presuming the president's going to be well enough. And I'm just not confident. Doctors say that if Trump takes a turn for the worse, Later this week, as expected, as typically happens in mm-hmm. COVID patients who get ill, feel better, and then boom, they crash. Yeah. Uh, if that, in fact, happens, uh, then uh, Trump will be in no condition to do anything or go anywhere or talk to anybody. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're going to do it via uh, Skype or whatever. However, <laughs> like, it's not going to be Skype, obviously. That would be oh, ridiculous. Please, no. <laughs> yeah. No, spare us. no it's, it isn't necessary. We've seen some... Yeah incredible uh, TV productions recently uh, that were all done remotely. Uh, and and uh, so uh, even though it's quite different than what we're used to, uh, it, they've gotten better at it. And uh, the technology is certainly there. Uh, it would be very easy to do. Again, presuming, I'm not even willing uh, to, to even, I, I just, I mean, I, I'm hesitant to even talk about that debate because I'm not willing to accept that it's actually going to happen. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, I mean, the good, the upside is that the moderator can very easily mute Donald Trump when the time comes, when, oh, when sure. it's when necessary, if they do it that right. way. Hey, maybe we could recommend to the debate commission that they use the platform we use for the podcast. What could possibly Where, go wrong? <laughs> it, you know, sometimes if you want Trump to shut up, it'll drop out eventually. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Expect six or seven interruptions because of the network dropping out. Uh, yeah. So let's see. Um, you know, one thing. I noticed too that didn't help my uh, impression of Dr. Conley is the fact that he looked exactly like Glenn Greenwald. It was so yeah, like yeah. it's like oh holy shit Spooky. why why is is Glenn Greenwald a doctor suddenly? I mean this as you dial in and you go oh my god might that, as well be that's Glenn Greenwald telling the press about Donald Trump's health conditions doesn't necessarily add to Dr. Conley's uh, uh, credibility and all Con of job. this. Doctor Conjob, Doctor Conjob, you got <laughs> yeah, exactly it right. right. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, Donald Trump said he's immune 
He's immune uh, to the virus. Maybe. Yeah. He says, maybe I'm immune. I don't know. Well, there's a, no, there's the key statement. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, and, and and if you don't know, then maybe you should just shut up. I mean, he was just hospitalized and he, all these drugs pumped into him because he tested positive. He's clearly not immune. Why is he saying that he's immune? Did he just spend three, four days at Walter Reed Medical Center and not understand what's said, going on with him? He said it was like going to school only without a book. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I believe he also thinks that everyone who is infected will get that kind of treatment. We'll get all of those uh, he experimental does. drugs. He is totally clueless. He absolutely yeah, thinks that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He does not understand that that treatment and that level of treatment is not available to everyone in America, not to mention what they call the VIP syndrome. I know all about this because I've seen it played out on TV hospital shows. <laughs> uh, you get hospitals, actually, and the, the truth is that thousands of hospitals across the country have VIP suites mm -hmm. so that wealthy uh, people or famous people or influential people can be given first-class treatment. And you basically do what they tell you to do. I mean, you, you try to give them the best care, but you do everything they say, too, uh, because you're hoping they will make a large donation to your hospital. And that's why these VIP suites exist wow. in thousands of hospitals across the country. Now, add to that that syndrome that he's the president of the United States and the commander-in-chief of the Navy commander who is his osteopathic doctor. <laughs> Why? I mean, it's just, it's an amazing thing to see this. I mean, I've never been more confounded watching a news cycle or watching the central character in a news cycle. I mean, he is making every possible mistake. You know what he should have done? Here's what, what I would have advised if I was uh, evil, if I was the satanic <laughs> bizarro version of myself, and uh -huh. I was working in the White House, I would have advised the president to play up the sympathy, to pretend he's worse off than he actually is, mm -hmm. to extend the visit, to have him wheeled out like yeah. Eisenhower with a shawl over his, not uh, on Trump. a wheelchair with the shawl wrapped around him That's or something. That's not Trump. That's <laughs> You're talking about like, image is and strength. You know, the perception of strength is everything to this guy. Yeah. Which is why he tried to pretend that he wasn't having difficulty breathing at the top of those steps. Mm -hmm. Look, I, I think for him personally, it would have been impossible to do that. However, I think mm -hmm. the takeaway from not only his red hats, who would have been just crying a fucking river of tears watching him do that, but I think also it would have brought over some of those people maybe who were already feeling a little of uh, whatever, I don't know what you would even call it, sympathy for the devil. I don't know what else you would refer to it as, but that, I heard, yeah, I heard at least one of the supporters uh, the, conducting the vigil outside, the noisy vigil outside Walter Reed. <laughs> uh, when they released him, they said, to, uh, in fact, it was in the drive-by. They said uh, Jesus has healed him. <laughs> they believe they believe the president is well. Your elected Republican lawmakers, some of them, are tweeting uh, videos, the doctored video, remember, of uh, Trump uh, wrestling uh, Vince McMahon to the floor. Yeah. And yeah. at one time it had a CNN head. Well, now it's a COVID head. It's Trump wrestling COVID to the floor. That's being retweeted by your elected Republican officials, along with other things claiming that Trump has defeated the coronavirus oh, because yeah. he is so all-powerful. And, of course, the cult is absolutely in full agreement with that. The hubris, my God, the hubris on display here, not just by Donald Trump, but by his supporters as well. They think that they can just power through and they're going to be fine. It's not about powering through. Everybody... If you're looking for some recreational reading, I'm sorry, but read H.G. Uh, Wells' uh, War of the World uh, uh, because that is a story about hubris and mm -hmm. what can happen. I just I had to interject that because yeah. hubris is exactly what this is, Bob. Well, one of the examples of that, one of, uh, and a, a clear example of the White House's hubris in all of this is that they're not going to be doing any contact tracing 
from the Rose Garden Massacre. Right. Oh, why bother? Uh, yeah. I, again, why keep people safe? After all, it's going to make Donald Trump look bad. I mean, I don't know. Is it and, hubris or is it ego or a combination? Maybe it's a combination well, of those and, things. And it's trying to cover up mistakes and yeah. lies. Look, it goes beyond uh, the White House not doing any contact tracing. The White House has made it difficult for others who are attempting to do contract, contact tracing. Uh, initially, really very quickly, the White House released a list of people who had been invited to the Rose Garden uh, gathering, mm-hmm. that soiree, uh, and uh, but but they were not providing uh, addresses and phone numbers. Well, eh, that was of no help to contact tracers. Yeah. So it, that's been very difficult. But more than that, Bob, uh, the, the White House has actually ordered the CDC not to get involved in this, as wow. d- told the CDC that they are no longer in charge of contact tracing. So the people who are best at it, the professionals at it, are being banned from the practice of it. And as we know, this is crucial. The Trump administration doesn't want you to know how many people it's infected with that and related events. Yeah, and meanwhile, the White House has blocked the FDA from using its uh, vaccine guidelines as they... Uh, knew that was coming. As yeah. they push through some sort of shoddy snake oil that Donald Trump is desperate to see before the election. But, I mean, again, another Another obnoxiously irresponsible, obnoxiously reckless decision by the Trump White House. And and given the fact that he's actually got it now, I mean, you know, everyone was thinking, oh, maybe this is his Ebenezer Scrooge moment. Maybe he's going to wake up a different man and he's going to take the virus seriously. No goddamn way. What uh, what a farce that was. I can already hear the public service announcements. We know the first vaccine didn't work and killed many people. <laughs> yeah. Trust us. Right. Vaccine 2.0 is the answer. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, that, people will buy right into that, don't you think? Oh, suckers, 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 suckers. Oh, and dangerous suckers. Yeah. This, this, in, this kind of a screw up, uh, and you can see it coming up 94, uh, <laughs> this kind of screw up is exactly what makes people not, not believe. And mm-hmm. so this only compounds a problem we already had. That That's right. Well, now that we've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back into our everyday autumn groove, right? The leaves are falling to their deaths all around us, screaming. If you listen carefully, you can listen to the leaves screaming as they die and fall to their deaths. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years Younger. It's true. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines too. Number 11s and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours so you can take the family out apple picking and look your best the whole damn time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your pals. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit triplexiderm.com or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit triplexiderm.com or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. Thank you. Bob Seska! start you can give your youngster. From our nation's capital, as I like to say, from uh, Washington, D.C., this is Betamax, D.C., and a uh, track called Proud of Dumb. When you get a chance to listen to the lyrics for this one, you'll know exactly what it's talking about. And if you think you might know already, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's exactly what you think it's about. It's all the dumbness. It's the idiocracy around us. Uh, The album is called Greatest, by the way, with a number eight in there. So, uh, you know, I've been looking at this whole uh, COVID pandemic story as uh, having a lot of overlap with the story of Chernobyl, of the nuclear disaster in uh, the former former Soviet Union. And I've come to the conclusion that um, Donald Trump 
is now the exploded nuclear reactor. <laughs> he, yeah, we've we, we talked a lot about, well, Donald Trump is like the uh, Soviet officials who try to whitewash it and cover it up. No, so, you he's know. the reactor itself. He's the reactor. Yeah. Exactly right. He's the. It's, I've been saying it for so long now, and it just finally occurred to me, You know, just like watching Trump news come down on Twitter all day is kind right. of like standing on the roof and looking down into the... Uh, on fire number four yes. reactor at Chernobyl, yes, just is. like the yeah. Craig Mazin miniseries for HBO. It's just like that. And one of the reasons I went down this road with Chernobyl, wrote all about it for Salon today. Oh, good, good. One of the reasons I went down this road is because as I was watching the Rose Garden Massacre, I kept thinking about the video that we saw in the miniseries, the, the scenes in the miniseries with yes. those emergency workers right. uh, either picking up those fuel rods or the gr- picking up those bricks of graphite yes, that yes, are badly irradiated yes. or up on the roof watching the soldiers, the Soviet soldiers up on the roof disposing of the uh, debris and the graphite up there. This, yeah. That's what you and I do with Trump stories. <laughs> exactly. Or those three guys. One of the creepiest moments in that miniseries is when those three emergency workers are sent down into the underground tunnels below yes. the reactor in yes. waist-deep radiated water to shut off, or to, I guess it's to turn on the water valve or something or another. And, and watching that was kind of like watching the Rose Garden Massacre, only to realize then that those rescue workers at Chernobyl were being heroic. I mean, they were doing the right. Yeah, they were doing the right thing. They were risking their lives for the greater good. Donald Trump and all of his fucking henchmen are are actually not doing that. They're making it worse. And that's what led me to believe that they are the reactor core. And and for some reason, Donald Trump thinks that's going to help him in the election. I don't even yeah, know. It's, I, you know, I don't know what it, it's a, it's a combination of ignorance and wanting to own the libs. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know why they're doing what they're doing, but they're not letting go of it. They're not wising up and they're nope. not changing their ways. Yeah. And by the way, just to, let's work this in here at the end uh, before we wrap up, because it's important okay. to get other news in here. But Eric Trump was finally deposed under oath as part of New yes. York's investigation of the Trump Organization's financial dealings. One of the first steps toward shutting down Trump's family business. And thank mm-hmm. God for it. Uh, Letitia mm-hmm. James. Uh, is probing whether Trump's real estate company falsely reported property values in order to obtain loans or tax benefits. It's the thing that Michael Cohen described in his congressional testimony. Where, for the purposes of getting loans, you inflate your assets. For the purposes of paying taxes, you deflate your assets. And it's both in both cases, you're talking about lying on official documents, perjuring (laughs) yourself, or whatever the thing is that you do. Bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And I can only imagine, my guess is Eric Trump played the junior and uh, Trump senior gambit, which is to say, I don't recall. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't remember that. He said it just like that. When we get the tapes, (laughs) that's what you'll hear. Yeah, which is basically my David Letterman dumb guy voice is what Eric Trump said. (laughs) Always Uh, works. Got any gum? (laughs) Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, Oh, yeah. You know what? Coming up on the uh, post-mortem show. We're going to talk about Melania Trump and those uh, those Melania Trump tapes, which are just oh. plain entertaining. She's a lovely, lovely woman, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she's got a got a brand new one out in which she's talking about Stormy Daniels, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> she calls Stormy Daniels something funny. Oh, I can't wait. We'll we'll talk about that at the postmortem show coming up on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. Or for your convenience, all you got to do is type in BobSeskaShow.com. Bookmark it, why don't you, too? Uh, you can get the Indie Music Countdown over there. But if you sign up at $5 a month, you can get uh, two postmortem shows every week for your uh, uh, membership, for your patronage. Plus, you get to participate in all the comments. You get to participate in the community tab where you can post your own blog entries and so on. You get to be part of the action. You get to be part of the community over there. Plus, it's much easier to communicate with me through the Patreon page than on social media. So bear that in mind, too. Uh, If you sign up at $10 a month, you get all that stuff. Plus, uh, the Friday after party with me and Kimberly Johnson talking about sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics, and a lot more. Uh, meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment every Thursday. I, I assume this Thursday it's going to be twelve hours of nonstop news. I I don't have you. time. I don't have time for a birthday. Forget about <laughs> it. I'm busy. Right. 
for God's sake, you live in a beautiful part of the world. You True. better take some time off tomorrow. I'm going to have to. Oh, I, uh, not tomorrow. I, I, you know, I was almost going to say, I'm going to have to drive down there and slap you silly, but <laughs> I can't go anywhere because of this goddamn pandemic. Okay. Uh, that's at buzzburbank.com, also realmnetwork.com. Everywhere you get your pos- podcasts, buzzburbank news and comment. Yeah. Thank you. So now, if I want to hear Melania talk about Stormy, uh, I, I need to become a Patreon member. Yes. Does that make Patreon a pimp? <laughs> yeah. No, that makes me the pimp. <laughs> if Donald Trump is the Chernobyl reactor core, then I'm a pimp. Always pimping my Patreon. That's not that's not men as a double entendre. No, I'm no, sorry. No. no. Pimping your Patreon is not Oh shut <laughs> up. Shut up, guys. <laughs> Sickos. All right. Uh, meanwhile, Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, sexyliberal.com yeah. for all of your favorite Sexy Liberal Podcast Network programs. And uh, there's a brand new Sexy Liberal Virtual Tour waiting for you there, too. But you have to sign up in order to watch. Go get it now, why don't you? All right, Postmortem Show coming up next. See you later, folks. Bye-bye. Now that you've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back to our everyday autumn groove. Everything is flavored with pumpkin spice, of course, and before you know it, the leaves will start changing color. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time just for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines too. Number 11s, whatever that is, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. And by the way, the results are going to last for hours, so you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole damn time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your friends. You can try a six-application trial for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit triplexiderm.com or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit triplexiderm.com or call 800-685-1292 and use the code VOICES at checkout. Thank you.